0: What's up, guy? What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. We got a special guest in the house today, Miss Linda Catalina. Hey,
1: what's up? Thank you for having me here today. I'm very excited of course. to discuss all things.
0: Very excited to see, uh, to see where this conversation ends. I
1: agree. I so, agree.
0: those of you that don't know Linda, Linda is a local political voice. A lot of people know her. A lot of people agree with her. A lot of people disagree with her. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're going to talk about is she keeps it real and we're going to talk some truths and we'll just go from there. I agree. Where's cool. my, where's my banana bread?
1: I'm going to make, you know what? The banana bread that I made w- didn't have all the ingredients. Okay. So I'm going to make another one.
0: Special banana bread.
1: The real banana bread. Cause I was missing two key ingredients. What I didn't realize when I started mixing, I was like, oh shit. So on the next batch, you'll see.
0: I bring her on the show, I wear her her merch. You'll, name, name you'll, you'll get the
1: good banana bread with <laughs> all the ingredients. Okay, you'll fine. see, you'll see.
0: It's documented, so if it doesn't happen, <laughs> now you guys know. So Linda, Linda is a entrepreneur, political commentator, and activist who is passionate about truth, justice, and freedom. Linda lives That's in Miami good. and has spent the three last years informing people about the dangers of pharmaceutical products and advocating for medical freedom. She uses mediums, like I said, Instagram and social media to spread her word. Her largest following is on Instagram again, Wake Up With Linda. And you can catch her rollerblading around the beach. Whenever patrolling. Patrolling. Patrolling,
1: That's really what it is. I'm patrolling the streets.
0: She, uh, she rollerblades around wearing curtain pants. No, <laughs> I
1: don't. I photographed <laughs> the curtain pants. It's very different. (laughs) I capture the curtain pan moments in the wild.
0: So, yeah, Linda definitely has a lot to say about curtain pants too. (laughs) So, Linda and I, we know each other because we frequent certain establishments around the beach.
1: Literally, the the same same three or four.
0: (laughs) And sometimes we've, you know, just sparked conversation with each other. I don't necessarily agree with everything she says, and vice versa. But I feel conversations like these have to be had in order to create the, the to understand one another, to create a conversation around it. That's the only way you move forward and, and kind of end that gap of a divide, right? Um, but overall with the with the subjects we, that we speak about and we share each other's perspectives, I actually there's something I never told you, and there's two instances where I actually started respecting it. I was like, I respect what she has to say and one of them was I went up to her one day and I forgot what it was about but I approached you about an article or something that I had read and I was like oh well, did you see this like on New York Times or whatever and she turned to me and she was like where'd you see that and I go New York Times and she was like if you're not going to talk to me about policy if you're not going to read the documentation and, and actually sit down with me and talk about that I don't want to hear like what some journalists had to say yeah and it's true it's true it's if the media if we're out here uh, no, thinking that the media is no longer, at least the, the mainstream media, is no longer our friend, and/or some articles can be biased, et cetera, et cetera, then you have to do the due diligence. You have to sit down and actually read policy because a lot of times we're just regurgitating, like parrots, yeah. shit that we hear. You know, these major outlets speak on, and at the end of the day, we don't, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, speak on that a little better.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, the media is biased. It's been like this for years. It's Prior to the Trump era, I just think that he was the light that kind of uh, put, or he was a person to put a light on this particular topic. Um, and you know, most people, I'd say ninety percent of people, whether they identify as a Republican or as a Democrat or as an independent or libertarian, it's just way easier for you to digest an article versus doing doing the d- due diligence to sit there and read about foreign policy or read about immigration or healthcare. care. Um, sometimes you don't understand the, the legal jargon. Um, so it's just easier to just pick up political or New York Times and read. But the reality is that journalists have become activists for special interests and they twist stuff. That's why you have a lot of this like recalls of articles that they have to retract. That they have to it just happened, The Washington Post had to retract an article from like December or January when Do they said happens often? Um, it happens. It doesn't always happen that they admit that they lied or they twisted or manipulated, but it does happen. They just never announce it. You'd have to go back to the article, and then there'll be like a caption at the top or bottom. They almost I've make it. That. They almost make it very hard for you to mm-hmm. see that they say, um, you know, we retract this sentence, you know, we we re-edit, you know, after further confirmation or further analysis, you know, we understand and they take it back. They don't admit that they lied, but they do because they manipulate. And by that point, it's already too late. You've changed the perception and, you know, of many minds who probably think that that is one of the best sources to follow, to get truth, Mm -hmm. um, but the damage has been done, so.
0: That's to me, that's what I see that there's like a huge gap in <coughs> and it's an outlet that really reports like a reporter, non-biased. I'm reporting what I saw and telling like, you, like yeah. condensing it and giving it to you without an undertone, without any bias. Yeah. About everything, whether Fox News or CNN or whatever, there's always an angle to these things. And mm-hmm. that's that I think that influences in the divide that people. Yeah, the media had.
1: is ultimately the enemy of the people.
0: Well, to an extent, because you can't, in my opinion, once you say that, then that goes towards, like, you can liken that to Fidel Castro and how he pitted people against the media. Like, you can't, you know?
1: But so. it's the media is the name of the people. I mean, it, it, whether it's Fidel Castro or not. I mean, Fidel took over the island. Like, it's not like after that he killed all the journalists and he just took over completely. But, you know, when when you are causing issues, when you're lying to the American people constantly for years, like... When you are hiding the truth as well prior to uh, Trump to make Obama look good, you are the enemy of the people. It doesn't matter whether you identify as a certain party or another one, lying, manipulating data, manipulating numbers and hiding the truth. It's collectively in a, almost like an act of war against the American people, you know? So I don't see how that is comparable to Fidel Castro when it's like, when it's us, the people saying that it's not like, you know, we have like so like right now we have that we have uh, Joe Biden put a gag order on on the, the basically the custom border patrol. They can't talk to the media. That's fascism. That's what's happening at That's the border. True. That's fascism. That didn't happen I under agree. Trump. You know and and you had all these people running around wild for four years crying about a dictator crying about oh trump is a fascist Uh, hitler and now you have this guy who they support Mm -hmm. and he has a gag order on custom border patrols because he doesn't want neither independent media or mainstream media or any journalists at all to get to the border and see the conditions and everything that is happening And I just had a friend there, and I've had (laughs) multiple friends at the border that are independent journalists, so we're seeing through their cameras, through their iPhones, um, their CBP officers that were supposed to meet with my friend this past weekend when he was in McAllen, Texas, Mm -hmm. they all had to cancel on him. Why? Because of the gag order. That's fascism, you know? So not getting the truth out to people when it comes from the top that is actually fascism us realizing that the media us realizing as a as a collective that the media is the devil um and and it and it's used to weaponize uh or, or is used as a weapon against the american people it's very different and i think that most americans agree with that so
0: how would we receive our news if it's not for the media
1: well, we would well, that's the way it's supposed to be. But the thing about it is that we're supposed to have a free and fair media. like right. they're not supposed to be so ju- they're not supposed to be activists. they're supposed to be right. journalists. When you're a journalist, you're supposed to report exactly what you ethics, are seeing. It's supposed to have exactly so it's not that we're not supposed to have news or like just you know burn them down or get rid of them or whatever. It's that they're supposed to not be that way. So at this point, it's a problem that I don't I don't necessarily know how you would even fix it, um, because what, we're going to cancel Fox, cancel CNN, no, no, no. cancel NSNBC? So it's safe to say so, then that
0: the biased and the compromised media is the mm-hmm. enemy of the people.
1: Yeah, which is all of them. Like, they're all owned by six corporations. They all have special interests. Um, they don't, it's not like when you look at the umbrella of Mm -hmm. the six corporations who own everything including other channels like disney um you know they're all one big family it's not like they're all separated from one another it's it's really not like that even uh alternative media like vox or vice they're all compromised because they're also they're getting money or under a parent company that is by the same you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. By a bigger company, a big, bigger media company that's utilizing them to hit another um, demographic. Yeah,
0: so I, I, it gets dangerous, I guess, when you have such such little diversity when it comes to these media companies. Mm-hmm. Everything stems from the same source. Um, and then the other thing that kind of lit a light bulb of me, I was like, I respect that we had to say more, was that you used to be a Democrat, mm-hmm. which is to me (laughs) i was like no i didn't i didn't believe you Mm -hmm. tell them how i guess how you started how did you start getting into politics and initially when you were a democrat and so forth right you came from colombia so
1: yeah but i when i was in college i was always very attentive or i i I did international business Mm. i have a major in international business And a lot of our upper management classes or our upper level classes, um, they required a lot of understanding of foreign policy, certain laws, business ethics, all that stuff. So I was kind of in tune with like global politics, not so much like U.S. politics. Um, And I was a huge Obama fan. I, I really liked Obama, the way he spoke. Um, you know, just everything seemed so like not perfect, but I would say, he made it seem perfect. Um, yeah, he made it seem perfect. But I would say, under control, right? Um, and I had my friends who were Republicans, and they were they were fine with Obama. Like I never really remember seeing them um, acting like the liberals acted during Trump. I don't ever recall any of my friends, and I have a lot of Republican friends, especially because I have a lot of Cuban friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever recall them or their families who are older ever having that hate towards Obama. They hated Obama, they didn't like Obama, but being um, outspoken or, or, or be trying to burn shit down or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They were just like, okay, we have businesses, we have work, we're teachers, we're this, we're that, like, it is what it is, like, we'll just try next time. Um, so when Trump came into office, I voted for Clinton. So I am always very upfront about that, and I wasn't never a Clinton fan. I, yeah, I, I, know that. Okay. I was never a Clinton fan. I didn't necessarily I voted for her because it was cared, yeah. right? It was the same thing. I, I actually told my mom in 2015 that Trump. It was like one of my predictions that Trump would win. So I voted against like my instincts because I was like, oh, he's gonna win, mom. Like he's gonna win. Um, we were watching him together and I was like, he's just a winner, mom. Like that's Trump, you know, um, but you know, based on like what I thought were my values, to be honest with you, I was uneducated and misinformed. That's what it comes down to. Um, (coughs) and I, I was still following certain media that we just talked about Washington post, New York times, Mm -hmm. CNN um vice which you think are reputable sources i mean they have the global presence they've been around for hundreds of years right. i think wapo like 80 years new york times is like holy shit I, w- I was forced to read the new york times in one of my um upper business classes i have to read it and the professor quizzes about it he made us get like a membership it was like this whole thing like he, events, yeah it was this, this whole yeah he like made us like read it uh, he used to be like work for the New York Times, too. So it was like a thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, I was reading that since college. I thought it was informational and accurate and presented great stuff. But um, what happened was, once Trump got elected and there was so much pushback for everything, right? Um, whether it was like the so-called Muslim band, like that was a huge lie. My cousin works for Homeland Security. Uh, my cousin is a, a Custom agents patrol at the Miami International Airport. He's been serving the United States. He served in the army. Um, he's, you know, very impartial. He doesn't even really like to talk about politics at all. I don't even know who he voted for. Or who, who he didn't vote for. He's literally like that, like you know, I guess what. Private, yeah. Right, yes. and and I think it's mostly because he works for the government and he wants to be, you know, neutral. But my cousin, who's worked under Obama, you know, worked under Bush, uh, worked under Trump. When the news came out of the so-called Muslim ban that Trump just had hate towards Muslims and he just wanted Muslims out of here, my cousin's like, this is a fucking lie. Like, these eight countries were identified by the Obama administration. Obama's DHS, Department of Homeland Security, they recognize these eight countries as a threat to America because of ISIS people that were coming and all this stuff. And like the only thing Trump did was follow what his predecessor had put forward as a path. Does that make sense?
0: Well, but Obama didn't go ahead and actually put instill the ban. Maybe he identified the countries, but there was no ban.
1: Right, but they, but that's but why does it matter if oh that's what Obama wanted to do? It's just his term ended. That was that's what Obama wanted to do. It was never. It was never. It it was. It was pinned on whoever pulled the trigger. Yeah, but it was never about it being a Muslim ban. Like there was other countries included in there, like North Korea and Venezuela at one point. So
0: it's just the way that. So it was was just. It was the the news.
1: The news made it seem like a Muslim ban. It was never about Muslim people not coming. It was about people from those countries. When you look at the Muslim uh, population, Mm -hmm. it's like the. Second largest population in the world, from hundreds of countries. It's not eight countries. Like if you're a Muslim and you were still coming from Egypt, you were welcome here. If you were coming from uh, whatever another Somalia, you were still welcome. It was just eight those eight countries, the and right, it was right, never close. it was never an issue when Obama had identified him because he was gonna he, he identified him to do that band that travel band, but it was an issue when Trump followed through with that. With, with DHS, it's not even what he wanted to do. Remember, agencies work and they present stuff because they're the intelligence agencies, mm-hmm. not the president. Agencies work and put forth a plan and say, this is what we have identified as a threat from whatever it could be. the Mexican voter or it could be Colombian or it could be th- the Cubans, the Russians. This is what we have identified and this is what we believe as an intelligent agency, the path we forward. The president says yes. How that's why control, they have. Yeah. That's why they have a secretary of the d- Department of Homeland Security, a Border Patrol, blah 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 blah. Because okay. they are the intelligence. They're the ones that are seen. That's something that, you know, like, that the media presented it as like a Muslim ban. Oh, it's just brown people. We're just kicking out. Okay, what about all the other Muslims that are still coming here? You know. So, it it was never about banning somebody based on their color of their skin or their religion or their faith. It was about countries that presented a problem of national security to this country.
0: Well, it goes back to what you said about it's it's all the American people receive what the media tells them. And right. So if the media paints something a certain way and right. they're going to receive it that way. Right. If They so, actually like you said tell the whole story from soup to nuts then that's what they're going to receive. They're gonna right.
1: Go. So with that like I just there was just like a lot of instances that I was like okay like these li- these new these new liberals are insane. Like they have a problem with everything. When he dominated the first female to head the CIA, no female had ever been the head of the CIA. Mm-hmm. They, all they said was that Trump was against women, that he was some misogynist, that he hated women, that blah 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 blah. He nominates his original cabinet actually had like 40% women more than any president since like I don't know when and they didn't care about that. So when he nominates this lady, the liberals have a problem with that.
0: Where do you think this culture is being built from? How it's just wire, the media
1: and the media. social media. Yeah. It's so you, you have like a so sensitive. you have a problem. You so you have a problem because Trump appoints somebody to the CIA as a woman, but you're also like you, like make it make sense. Like you're saying that he's a misogynist. You're saying that he hates women, that he doesn't put women in power. But when he does, you have an issue with it. And then the media the media puts out a story. Oh. Uh, Gina Helpo, the, the, the nominee, like Trump's nominee, you, you know, used to hit people in high school or like whatever. Like they put oh, this is why. You see, it's the wrong women. Oh, it's the wrong women. It's like, there's never, they're never happy. It's always an issue. The same, oh, thing, the same thing with the wall. The Democrats and the Republicans all voted to have a secure wall of offense twice in 20, 20, 2006. And in 2011, Obama, Biden, Clinton, they all voted when they were senators to secure the border with a shitty fucking fence like it was uh, like we were we were like a ghetto fence (laughs) and nobody had a problem with it. Nobody had a problem with the wall. Uh nobody ever had a problem with obama said yes when biden said yes when clinton said yes and many other pelosi you could go to congress.gov go back and read about it and you'll see all of them yes and no of course every single thing they vote for you're going to have yays and nays who said yay all of them are there so all of a sudden the guy comes in and wants to finish that project and update it because he's he knows about you know buildings he, he knows about uh, uh construction and it's racist it's a racist wall it's a it's a vanity wall so like that's a great you know
0: that's a great transition to the next topic because I did want to talk about immigration yeah so I've been seeing so when Trump was president he got a lot of flack about the condition about the facilities that people were in mm-hmm. um and now Trump is no longer president some new legislation has been passed right according to Biden No,
1: no new legislation has been passed. That hasn't happened. He has stopped.
0: Then what was it that recently, there's been pictures all over the internet.
1: He resented back um, things that Trump, executive orders that Trump had in place that Mm -hmm. were controlling the border. And he just like got rid of them. And as a result, we have this crisis. And this problem at the border right now. Okay, so that, so that's, he 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 gave away with the racist <laughs> racist policies. So that's
0: what I wanted to transition yeah. to. A lot of these politicians, like AOC and Pelosi, have really been kind of silent on, of the, course. on the topic, of course. which shows the kind of the hi- hypocrisy mm-hmm. in all of it. And I'm not here siding with Democrats or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like calling it like you see it. Like, yeah. where are they now?
1: Like. Uh, AOC's uh, photo op at the border. She went, she cried in an empty parking lot, pictures, the whole thing, and she's upset. She's crying all dressed in white, you know. She's a product of of the generation, social media, you know, influencer type of thing. Yeah, that's actually why I became a a hardcore, I wouldn't say Republican, because I don't really like them either. I I realized, I just started seeing the, the media bias, and I said to myself, I stopped following everything stopped following CNN, I stopped following all the media outlets that um, I used to get my information from and ooh, the first thing that I did when the border situation was going on, um, that they were trying to blow it up in like 2017 or whatever, I just learned the system myself. Like I actually like went deep and I, I mean, started I, I started reading policy. Like <coughs> I said, okay, what did Obama do, all right? Um, Versus Trump, because you first have to see, like, okay, this is what Obama did, and it was chaos. There was a lot of things that were hidden from from the media, from the American public. I
0: remember the, during the debate, the presidential debate, um, Trump called out Biden. He was like, "Who built the cages, Joe?"
1: Yeah, and that was,
0: that yeah. was alluding to Obama. So,
1: exactly. So, um, a lot of um, things were hidden from the American public to make Obama look good. Your like that. Okay. <laughs> to make Obama look good, um, and if you didn't read court cases, if you didn't read um, things that came from DHS, things that came from the uh, different agencies, um, you wouldn't know, right? And of course, there is certain outlets, like you would say, like right-wing media or like other alternative media sources that have brought this up to the attention of people, mm-hmm. but... You don't like really. They don't really get the clout that Vice does. The publication. The, right. Exactly. So, I just went into like research for myself. I still have all the research like saved in my computer. That's something
0: a journalist should do <coughs> at the end of the day.
1: Right. You're doing and, a journalist job. And I just realized that I had been misled. That I was um, uneducated. I didn't know anything about policy, and that Trump was trying to fix the mess that had been implemented since Clinton. So, once again, we talk about a deep state or we talk about both parties are in it together. And if I tell you it's been since Clinton, what happened right after Clinton was Bush. So, we don't protect Republicans, we don't like Republicans, we don't say, oh, the Republican Party is like, you know, the, the answer, you mm-hmm. know. We're trying to create a new party now within, or trying to, we're trying to clean the Republican Party. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, work to elect people who are America first, who are patriots, <coughs> who will give hell to establishment Republicans. Because I would never sit here and tell you that I like Mitch McConnell. Like I don't give well, a fuck yeah. about Mitch McConnell. Maybe, yeah. I don't care. Like I can't even look at his face because I hate him so much. You know, like his <laughs> wife does. You know, she's a very pretty lady, actually um and you know i don't like lindsey graham like the other day i saw him at the border like making a whole like the- like i told people i'm like don't fall for the theatrics of these like lindsey grahams of the world that have been knowing this problem has been occurring for decades mm-hmm. you know and now all of a sudden they're like theater. so um in terms of like the immigration policy it's just you the american people the average person is not going to sit there and do what i did you're not going to exactly. sit there and read yeah. the policy. That's why it's easy And to, uh, to I have people. debated people on this and like other random liberals that try to like, you know, fight me. And then they're like quiet because I'm like, where were you? They don't do, you the, know? They don't do the work. Where were you when when, when they saw, signed the 2016 Secure Border Act fencing? Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, where were you in this? Where were you when they implemented the Florida disagreement? Oh, what are you talking about? Like they have no idea what any of this means. Most Americans don't. Um so once you understand how the system has been working, not just against us, but also what's happening at the border, when they say it's a humane policy, it's a really disgusting way to say human trafficking. What's happening at the border, it's a problem of they are trafficking humans at the border. The US government is facilitating the trafficking of humans from
0: those countries. No, they're
1: they're facilitating it. So but
0: facilitating could be actively involved facilitating or just doing some a poor job that is facilitating that happening?
1: It's I believe it's two because the the, the policies that have um, created this border crisis, especially with the, the underage kids, what mm-hmm. we call the unaccompanied alien children, all these kids that have come here and are like ten, you know, some of you as young as eight and they're, alone. and they're alone. Like, that's not normal. Those are like patterns of immigration. It's not just like you and I, when we were 10 years old, like, yo, we're just gonna migrate to Canada. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? And you could sit here and make up all these, like, uh, pa- compassionate excuses We're fleeing violence and doing this. Ultimately, once you have a certain group, I always tell people this, this is why demographics matter, age, race, everything matters because you see patterns of behavior. So if you have an entire group of 100,000 people, 100,000 children mm-hmm. from the ages of 10 to 17, that are coming to our border without their parents, there's there's a reason why there's 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 a reason. It's not just like all of a sudden children decided to come up with this elaborate plan to come to our border. And then where do they go? They have no parents here. That alone should there's like where where are the guardians? Who are the parents? Who is the government giving these kids to? You know, so it's a big it's a big <coughs> scheme. Um, and they know the laws, the, the big guys know the laws, they know it. But the, the problem
0: with that is that, so there's, I guess wherever you look, there's this big narrative of there's a lot of human, I mean, child trafficking going on in the US, in the US mm-hmm. right? But you can see how specifically people on the left can, be so, can see that and dismiss it so easily by saying, those are just conspiracies conspiracy theories is a lot of the basis and this is something i actually want to t- touch on at the end but i guess we'll, we'll move it up a lot of the basis that i guess people on the right not people on the right a lot of the conservative views are based off of what the left might argue as a conspiracy the government is against you things like that so how i guess how can you combat that how can you put fact where fiction is well that's
1: the new left because neoclassical liberals like classical liberalism which is what the country was founded on was that you didn't trust the government was that you wanted to keep the government small if you look at the liberals from the 80s if you look at um you know even artists that were like seen as cool right that were like against the government like what was Bob marley singing about you know what i mean like liberating your mind and all this stuff and now they're about more government huh now
0: they're about more government
1: Right. Now they're about more government and trusting the government. So it's 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 not a conspiracy. You know, the liberals were part of this movement for a very long time. They were against the government. They were the ones that didn't want to trust big pharma. They were the ones that were calling out if politicians were getting all these payments from big corporations or special interests, but they forgot that. Like there has been a new wave That's in the past up. like 10 years where that is what the right is now. We are the populist. A movement we are the ones the party of the people we're the ones that have uh, Donald Trump had the most sm- small dollar donations do you know what that means that means yeah, that yeah, the yeah. people were really supporting his campaign the, the little guy Donald Trump was the one that had the least um pharmaceutical payments Bernie Sanders had like the most one of him and, and Biden actually got the most money from big pharma and isn't Bi-
0: uh, Bernie anti big pharma right oh shit. <laughs> right
1: and when you go look at like because uh, it's all public information. You go look at an FEC or other websites where you could see the transactions who's donated to who They're the ones that are getting the most money from big pharma. They're the ones that are getting the most money from big tech So who's really for the people like you, just Some because somebody out, yeah. yeah like just because you sit here and like just because Washington Post told you the Biden's for the people It doesn't mean he's from the people like Mm -hmm. where is who's supporting his campaign you know big tech put millions of dollars into this election for a reason and and that's the thing it's like what conspiracies then then that means that liberals 10 years ago when they were normal and not psychotic were conspiracy theorists because they were Mm anti-government they were those people you know that's why you have a lot of like this middle ground libertarians who um are basically the the word itself itself says that they're libertarians and they're pro to amendment but they have almost the same views as liberals except they don't trust the government so that was kind of like how the original liberals used to be now it's like they bent over yeah like now they they bent over and they're like okay i need to take (coughs) it in the ass like sure like without loop no problem like i'll do whatever <laughs> you want like it doesn't matter to me that's how they are now yeah so so you know how do you get people to see that it's it's so tough like i see some of my friends and i'm like wow i thought you were smarter than that like not i'm not arguing with you about like being pro life or pro choice i'm not arguing with you about any of your beliefs is just like you really trust the government that much? Like let me give you the list of the things they've done against us. I don't. Like honestly. like you roll up a thing and it's just like, what, should we talk about this experiment or should we talk about the time that they gained, you know, they did this, what about when they did this to this community? It it's crazy.
0: I don't think it's that far fetched anymore, especially in this day and age where, you know, you see more examples of how the guys at the top of the government, they're not really for the people there, for their own interests, private interests, And some interest. things
1: are common sense, like Trump used to say, uh, Joe Biden has been in office for seven, 47 years. What has he done? What what, what major changes, like yeah. the blacks keep voting for the Democrats for 60 years, the black well, because community.
0: It, because it's known the Democrats are the party for the but, people. But, but Papo,
1: it's been 60 years of them getting their vote and they're still not in better conditions. So at some point you have to analyze and so be like, you, so what am I doing? Do you agree that there is some sort of oppression for black people? No, I'm mentally. Like everything else. It's all mental. You know, do I think the government has done things against black people? For sure.
0: That that's what I mean. Yeah. Or they keep, uh, to keep yeah. them in a certain
1: a hundred percent. And we all agree with so that. That's a well, form we of well we don't well we right, but it's it's not um, I guess you'd say but at the same time you could be a latino or white person who is under the same mentality so do you see what i mean like white liberals are they're tan locals you know and and they and they have the same beliefs that a black liberal that's why you see black lives matter it's going to be full of white people supporting them and backing them up so are we going to say that then also the whites are oppressed i feel like the system oppresses all of us like how are you going to sit here and say the government is ha, um, is racist, right? White mm-hmm. supremacists control everything. Um, uh, there's also systematic racism. And in the same breath, say that you want to give them your guns. How are you going to sit here and, and do that? Minorities should be the number one people with guns to defend themselves for the oppressive regime. <laughs> like, do, does that make sense to you? I see what you're like, saying. Like, you, you can't sit here and say that, you know... Everyone's a white supremacist, you know, uh, black, what was it the LeBron say? Oh, we can't even walk, we can't even run and down the street without getting shot. Okay, well, then defend yourself. You know, some of the biggest gun advocates on the right are black people. And they, and I don't have the stats, I'm not a gun gun activist, so I can't sit here and tell you data but they will because that is their thing, mm-hmm. you know. There's a guy who's very famous, Colin O'Connor, I believe, huge um, black American gun advocate. He doesn't talk about parties. He doesn't. He's not talking about Biden or Trump. I mean, he'll bring up their policies right. which affect the gun community, or the Second Amendment. But he's not like I'm pro this or I'm pro that or I write hard for this person. His thing is guns, and he'll 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 tell you. Blacks should be the number one. Blacks minorities. If you believe that this is a system of oppression, why are you giving up your guns? Does it make sense to you?
0: Well, it comes up, uh, under another pretense, right? They spin it a different way. People understand it a different but way. But that's what There's they're gun
1: that's, that's that that's what you, you know. That's a that's a made up term. But um, I'm talking about the logic, the liberal logic. The logic is that it's a system of oppression and it's a systematically racist or, or what is it? systematic racism and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So you're gonna give the oppressor y- your 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 guns or whatever. Let's say back in the day it was your knives, your spades, I mean I don't know. It just itself, doesn't make yeah. any sense no matter how you put it on it. If you wanna talk about gun violence, what they call it, or mass shootings, that's a different topic. But if we're talking about what the liberal logic, which is you know, minorities are oppressed, even though there's a bunch of brown people and black people coming here then why would you want to give the oppressors what you can defend yourself with? It's well because they trust that They, logic trust,
0: the, they trust the oppressor in some ways, I guess, but they don't. And, and that's
1: that's what I mean. They don't have any logic.
0: Okay, hot take. So hot take just, by Linda. They don't have any logic.
1: <laughs> they don't. They don't have common sense. So I see what you're saying. You know, that's uh, yeah. But what we were talking about before that. Yeah, immigration. Like people just don't understand policy. I just got today. I got a. a I'm not my phone just to like read it, but I got a um. What do you call it? A tip, a tip from. You got a, a hotline now. I got. I'm a, I have <laughs> I have spies all over. I have spies all over. Uh, you know, like Cersei from Game of Thrones had little birds. The, <laughs> no, the, a, bald, the, bald, the bald guy. The bald guy <laughs> that's me. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a Sam, <laughs> I have a San Diego resident. Who was contacted by an organization um child care, child care this is the title of the email child care monitor supporting refugee relief okay so we are in such an insane crisis that now private organizations uh, there are there so many kids coming here right number one we have nowhere to store them which is where these cages come those about right yeah, those conditions come it. about yeah. well yeah if we have 20 facilities in the U.S. right, and each facility hosts 100 people. I'm making these numbers up, right. but you have 20,000 people coming in. That's why now they're using like stadiums and like you know all, like all these different right, places. They're overflow They're overflow. What you, what you so call it. Um, this no girl got a, an email saying, um, "I wanted to get in touch regarding the child care monitor position. Uh, young females, 13 to 17, all women." have been separating from their families.
0: For what purpose?
1: You know, this will be a refugee area in the San Diego Convention Center where these young women will live with their families, will live while their families are being processed by immigration. So be, when, when, no, there has to when be you, don't, why they they, you don't understand policy, you get outraged <laughs> by the way the media presents you. Had the liberals understood our immigration policy of child separation and why some kids were or are separated from their parents, um, why a lot of them are coming here on their own. If you understand that policy, where does that understanding come from? It should come from the media. But do you see what I'm saying? They're not doing their job. They're supposed to lay it out for you and say, well. Whether you like, maybe you don't like the system. I don't think the system is great. I'm, I'm willing to change. I think it should be changed. But this is the system. So whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump, they give this the is full, happening, the full story. give you the, They're not. So they do a, a, a photo. You know, they put it and they plastered it on the on the front page of Time Magazine, that, a famous photo of Trump looking down at the little girl. They lied about it. They said that that little girl had been ripped apart from her mom. That's not true at all. The girl was never, they then had to clarify that on time, that the girl was never actually separated from her mom. Um, they just took the, that picture of the little girl crying, the little girl had been walking for like eight hours for her mom. She was fussy, she was hungry, she was sleepy, she was tired, and the mom was being searched. The little girl's there, photographers take a picture, boom. And that's it, uh, they got the shot. You
0: know, outrage. I mean, I'll tell you personally, before I really like so, lo- looked into it, I I was outraged too. When, it, when you see those pictures, you did, I think we had that conversation a while back and you were telling me those are not the camps they put uh, Im- immigrants in, those are overflow camps because the actual camps, ones yeah. they don't take pictures of yeah. which are more more hospitable and have like better conditions yeah. those are the ones that they, just they have do yoga they do they soccer just, yeah when they don't have anywhere else to go yeah. it's like you got to hoard them yeah. somewhere and that's not but something that's, but
1: that's the system you know yeah. and then you have to ask yourself aside from the system it's like why are these teens coming here well that's what happened around under obama a lot of these kids um are trafficked so this the the government is allowing that that's what trump stopped that System is something that people don't understand so they get outraged and there was a very famous um, Senate report that came out in 2016 along with a lawsuit um, against seven different individuals most of them were Guatemalan and Honduran and Why that is is because they trafficked kids Um, Some of them are 12 years old some of them were like 15 and 17 and had them working in the worst conditions in Marion, Ohio Um, And all of these kids ended up being those unaccompanied alien children. And what ended up happening was that when like 100,000 kids came um, during the Obama years from like 2014 to 2016, and those kids, the overflow, then they start giving them to whoever. They're literally like, and they just said it right now, the the Biden administration stopped fingerprints. They stopped doing the due diligence to make sure that those kids are given to a legitimate individual who is going to take care of them, whether it's a family member or whoever, Again, they don't have parents here. I repeat, they don't have parents here. That is a really big red flag. That's crazy. Why yeah. are these kids here? Why is there so many girls in San Diego? Are there going to well, be trafficked?
0: Doesn't the government say anything about it? Like no one asks? They don't have a, a logic? Well, that's what
1: Trump was trying to tell us for a very long time. You just see all the many times that Trump advised and said they're trafficking kids, they're trafficking kids, they're trafficking women, they're trafficking kids, and everybody said that he was crazy. But the, the stats before he came there, that Senate report, it's so a Senate report from 2016, and the court cases show that they are being trafficked. You know? You look and see, it was 90,000 kids were placed in the hands of human traffickers under Obama. And, like, nobody batted an eye. That's
0: fucking crazy. Nobody
1: batting an eye, you know? So once you start finding out all those truths that some people say are conspiracies, but I'm like, hey, here's a court, here's a court case. Those people are in jail for trafficking kids. Here's the Senate report. Here's this. This is all proof. This is not an invention of some of us that we just like talking about weird shit on the internet, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, so once, once you understand those facts and you understand policy and what, you know, the new guy was doing versus all the other ones, which include Bush, who's also a Republican, you understand that he was trying to fix that mess that's been going on for like 50 years or 20 years, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's that's. It. So now I'm not even outraged. I'm like, oh, they're trafficking kids. Yeah. Just another day. in the Just US. another day where America's back. Yeah. America's back to trafficking kids. So I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, nobody cared before. Liberals are not going to care now. So Hot it take. is what it is.
0: Hot take. Hot take. Now, let's continue to speak on immigrants, but domestic immigrants, guy. What's up with all the people moving the here? The fucking guy? refugees. I hate them. Door.
1: Get them out. What's
0: up with these New Yorkers and these LAers, guys? You're going to
1: see the new shirt I'm coming up with. is specifically directed to New Yorkers.
0: <laughs> You're going to
1: you? see it. It's going to it's gonna it? be scanned. Let, let, it's Sorry, it's going to be printed before the end of this week.
0: Okay. So if you it's, guys want to piss off some New Yorkers, I it's, guess it's, go to Linda's. It's
1: specifically speaking to these filthy refugees that are coming here from New York in California. They sh- <laughs> took a shit on their states. They did damage and now they come here to ruin our little piece of heaven with their stupidity and we're just not going to take it.
0: We're not going to do it. Why do you think everyone's moving down here besides Francis Suarez? It's not Francis Suarez. It started
1: before Francis Suarez. Right,
0: but he's, I think for California we can put a lot of the heat on Francis Suarez. I think for New York is a different
1: no, it's, this is this Francis Suarez hype has been going on for like three months only. <laughs> yeah, but he's
0: been getting traction on yeah, it. Yeah, but they it's they even like, got a whole ass billboard over remember, there in California remember, telling people to come here.
1: Remember, you and I, we're the middle class people. It's really hard for us to just say, Tomorrow moving to Alaska with all those moving costs and right, stuff. Right, like everyone that. that's coming right? has like, money, like, yeah. Exactly. That's Absolutely. a very small percentage. Like my friends that are here from LA they're rich. Like they're rich people. They were able to say, Screw my house and LA. Open move.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just scared my shit and go. When most I buy everything new. Move, yeah. No, most people can not do that. So it's not like it's this huge population of like the middle class or lower class of LA doing that because they don't have the funds to do that. They may leave somewhere else in California. But the reality is that most people moving here are very wealthy. Perhaps like, I know some that are like, I'll be here for a, li- a little bit. But once New York opens up, once California is okay, I'm out. You know, we'll see how that works out. But New Yorkers are coming here because their city sucks. Everything is closed. Crime is up. This is their playground. Cl- crime is up. Uh, you know, taxes are extremely high. People have been moving here for taxes since before the coronavirus you know florida is a is a great place to there's no state tax no there's, right. no there's no state income tax um and i believe business taxes are lower as well than certain states For so now. so we'll see i mean they um new yorkers were always coming here to but, begin with but
0: now with this this flock now right this is so a flock
1: like yeah they the, it's a new generation <laughs> too and and look to be fair not all of them are mentally challenged like (laughs) other liberals um but they still need to be put in their place like they still need to be shown that we are from the 305 and this is our culture
0: this is our
1: culture and like they just can't come here and like think that they're in new york or they're in LA. You go like, somewhere. No. We
0: said this earlier. You have to yeah. adapt to the place you're going to. You can't yeah. come here with your fucking New York and bullshit, mm-hmm. trying to change shit around. Like we got our, we got the 305 way, baby.
1: Yeah, like they'll be, they'll learn quick. I think you know, because Miami people just like confront someone in traffic, see what happens. You know, oh just try it. I got Just try it. It's I a bunch it. of crazy Latinos out no, I here. I got a gun
0: pulled I mean, once over a parking spot. You see?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be like, okay, I get it Just now. I like, mean, I can't, yeah. you know, we have a plethora here of, like, different cultures within Latin America and the Caribbean. Yeah. And we we work cohesively together here, but we, outsiders, it's different. <laughs> you know? We know, how, like, to flow yeah, we know how to flow. Yeah, we know how to flow, you know. It's like a school of fish. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, yeah. cool, but, you know, the outsiders, a little bit different. So, we'll see.
0: How do you think this is affecting? I think it has a great impact on the um, the housing market. Like, I just saw some shit that for the fifth or sixth month in a row, Miami has had the highest uh, single-family uh, pricing for, the, for homes. Yes. I think it was $465,000 for see that, so You probably have to where? end up remodeling anyway. In Homestead.
1: In Homestead. <laughs> That's where you can, like, afford shit.
0: I, I think a lot of this has to do with, with this influx of people that's coming and mm-hmm. specifically all the developments that you continue to see, specifically in the city of Miami where Francis is the yeah. the mayor, um, all these buildings that are empty half the year, I guess some of these people are moving in, not but moving in tempor- temporarily. These people yeah. that are probably not going to be contributing to, to the economy once yeah. they're up and going wherever the fuck they, their permanent address is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, the prices of property for sure are going up and I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, I... I don't know how the future is gonna look in terms of like Miami. Like, I I think that-
0: Yeah, I'm like, to <coughs> have no idea.
1: I think that there's a lot of people, like Francis, <coughs> that think it's like, oh, like all this hype of like people coming here. Like, we already had a few companies here. We already had Vice Media. I did a segment with them in their Wynwood office. Uh, we've had Spotify a small office here. We had a we have a Facebook office as well, yeah. which is probably Instagram too. Um, so there's been that stuff. I know he's really focused on Bitcoin. Um, I just crypto. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna work out as well as he thinks it's gonna work out because people think are he's gonna get yeah people are gonna get tired of the heat. People are gonna get tired of traffic. Like I just don't know if they'll be able to fit in my with the culture. Th-
0: my thing is, I saw, I saw him. On, I wrote him on, on Twitter. <coughs> and i asked him this is all very cool and fine and all yeah it's great like who wouldn't want miami to get more innovative but how are the how are you thinking towards the future this influx of people are they harming or hurting current issues that miami already has are these companies opening up going to be employing miami people or are they bringing their own people
1: they're going to bring their people
0: that's exactly what what i'm saying they're going to bring their people i think he's looking For his own self-interest. Yeah, of course. There was an actual. Three fifty
1: is already in his campaign.
0: Miami Herald published some shit that it was like some uh, uh, Silicon Valley company. Um, Yeah, they they funded uh, almost three hundred grand towards his next campaign, and that's exactly what this guy wants. Yeah, of course.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't believe for one second that he has the best intentions for Miami. He doesn't. Um, It's really literally all to fund his campaign.
0: So. These are issues that are going to affect the Miami people in the, in the long run. Yeah,
1: like a lot of like the guy that was like, oh, there's like every week I'm getting a recruiter, some guy that I was like chatting with. Every week I'm getting a recruiter. This is going to be great for Miami. Every week I'm getting a recruiter that's in tech that wants me to, you know, be part of, you know, that 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 there's so many companies hiring. What's this thing? And I go, what do you think they keep reaching out to you? Because there's not that many supply <laughs> of people that are trained like you. One hundred percent. Where are these people training? You know, does he also have a plan of how to get people? Because that's the thing. These jobs, like maybe some of them could be like managerial, maybe some of them could be administrative, maybe some of them. And I'm not saying by any means (laughs) that Miamians don't have that talent, but like not a lot of people do. Um, I don't think that there's even that many magnet schools that, um, how do you say, have some sort of program for STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And if you don't have that, then they're going to bring people from San Francisco here. They're going to bring people from New York. Um, And then also what I heard is that a lot of these companies are opening small offices because everyone's remote. There you go. So they'll still keep, like, they'll still give you the option of staying in wherever, Illinois, or, like, you Mm -hmm. could, because no one's coming into the offices anymore. You could do everything on Zoom. That's true. So how do we know that they're just not going to open a very small office, thousand square, whatever, of, XY Bitcoin or whatever, and then everybody is remote because that's the easiest way to do business nowadays.
0: Spring break, hot topic,
1: the worst, hot
0: topic. The ghettos here. (laughs) Did you see the SNL skit? Uh, They did an SNL skit about man. Was
1: it actually funny because I don't watch SNL? It
0: was like, like chuckle like mm-hmm.
1: you know not like what did ha, they ha, say that we are all racist uh the Hispanics? Not, They actually didn't
0: touch anything oh, about okay. racist uh no they just kind of like allude made fun of like miami accent and oh like yeah type of shit but none of the racist thing. Oh, they just okay. they presented spring breakers like what spring breakers look like not like 40 year old 50 year old people that are calling for spring break okay. <laughs> like not the yeah. actual <laughs> like, what's actually yeah. happening yeah they think it's like actual spring breakers like they just want to portray it that way but but yeah. it was all right um I wanted to touch on that because I think you would agree. And it's something that the that guy Oye Diron, you know, on, on Instagram, yeah, yeah. he stated this. And I, I thought it was 100% true that the reason why I think this year it got so out of hand, which, I mean, there's a lot of different factors, factors. It's so COVID, people acting like, out oh, like they're finally free, whatever. They think they're in Miami, <laughs> so they can do whatever the fuck they want. It's also that. Because of the media, and because of politicians, police are now scared of doing their actual yeah, job. Yeah, that's what I said and too. And they're getting, and it is yeah. true. Even though and I don't empowered. believe, I, I'm still on the whole police brutality thing, and that does exist. In my opinion, it is it is a thing, and you should never be using excessive force. However. There unless that, they're there doing excessive
1: force, unless correct. they're fucking up, correct? Yeah, 100. What? If you're you not, if you're, if
0: you're out here trying to swing at a cop, like, like, 100. Like you know, yeah, you're fight doing back.
1: something stupid. You're it's gonna your get safety. tackled. You know, it is what it is. 100. It would be the same way as if you walked around with security guard because you were famous, and and someone's trying to take a selfie. Okay, they choke them. That's fucked up. But if they're trying to like grab your penis, <laughs> <laughs> you know, your security guard is gonna probably like grab them and throw them. It's it's. It's just the way that it is.
0: Right, But I, so I do agree that that does exist now. It's like police specifically, Miami, it's a large city. They've probably been told, yo, you know, can't watch out. They're scared, they're scared to do their actual job.
1: It's a combination of things. If you look back at who has hold, if any city that has issues, any, let me rephrase this, any big or major coastal city, or even inside of, it doesn't have to be coastal, but any city that has a lot of issues, whether it's with crime, whether it's something like this with spring break, uh, whether it's the homelessness. And when you go look at who's had the stronghold in that city, it's gonna be a Democrat. Miami Beach has been under Democrat ruling for over 20 years. Well,
0: it's a liberal city.
1: Right. But that doesn't mean that somebody can't do their job. It doesn't mean, so there, there goes the answer. Why are they electing, you know, being a liberal, having a cool city that's liberal, that has nightlife and a gay beach, doesn't doesn't mean that you can't have law and order doesn't mean 100%. that you're gonna let it it's get out of control yeah. you know uh th- doesn't mean that you're gonna that you're gonna have the chaos that you had here uh, but the point is that they've for 20 years democrats have had it down in miami beach and it's only gotten worse so what does that tell you that tells you that number one people keep voting for the same devil over and over again maybe they keep voting for them because there's no one to run against them. Maybe they're running on a post. That happens a lot in like small little yeah, you gotta, districts. You gotta choose what's the lesser evil. Talking? Right, or, or no, or just a lot of times like you, they literally run on a post. Like nobody's challenging them and they just get the position by default. Um, so I don't necessarily know all the intricacies of Miami Beach, but I do know that they have Democrats holding down the power for 20 years. And the reality is that this problem was of, of spring break got worse here, but this problem re- happens every year with Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, and they the, as hide as the remote. crimes yeah. based on the people's skin color and they hide all the fuckery. And I have articles for as old as God knows what, but there was an interesting one on 2017 where Miami New Times basically wrote the same article in 2017 that they wrote this year. Like if you print both of them out, you're like, okay, this was 2017, this is 2021. And they're the same article. Miami Beach police are racist, whites and Latino population don't want blacks there. Um, Black leaders uh, call for less policing on on Memorial Day weekend crowd. Everything is always around the same issue. Oh, Miami Beach needs to find them something to do. Um, The reason why they act that way is because they don't have any parties. Mind you, this is twenty seventeen. We didn't have coronavirus in twenty seventeen. Every single club and everything was open well, in it's Miami. It's been an issue. Every year, yeah. It's, we, li- we, we live it's been Miami. an issue. We know, we it's know. been an issue every year. And then in that article, you have one of the commissioners, I forgot his name, who's no longer around, and that guy was saying, We're gonna can- we gotta cancel Memorial Day weekend. We gotta cancel it. It's it. it's gonna cancel, we're gonna rebrand it, we're gonna bring something else, whatever, whatever. And they get pressured by these black uh, social justice organizations like the ncap i don't know forgot, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. forgot the, whatever like um oh it's about race you don't want black people there nah, nah, nah. and it's like no it's like we just don't want the crime like we don't want that here yeah no no no. you just hate the black tourists no we don't like we just don't want that crowd here like the ghetto it's whatever you want to call thing. it it's not a race exactly a thing. and they, they they get they get um pressured and then they don't do anything about it so then Miami Beach has had this problem. So 2017, they were gonna they, they were pushing to cancel it. In come the liberals to say, you can't do that because what you're doing is discriminating against, against, against the black tourists. While we have black tourists all year round for other stuff um, that don't act like that. And they don't do it. So then you have this problem now with shootings, with rapes, with murders. I saw with, that, that with, recently, the, um, the rape and murder. With um, uh, theft, with everything else that you have, with chaos, destruct, destroying people's private property, destroying their cars. And if you say something, like even on my Instagram, people came and said that I was like the, the, uh, discriminate Oh, not discriminating. I had prejudice. I was white point out race. So I'm like, a guy, because they are making it about race. Because when we say something, uh, if we have lighter color, uh, a lighter tone of of, of brown, mm-hmm. like me, then we're the racist because we don't want black people here. No, we have a very diverse community in Miami. We have Haitians. Nobody is complaining about our black community. We're complaining about this ghetto that comes from like culture. God knows yeah, where, and and ruins our beach every single year. So I think that's that's it's a few issues. Is the pressure that the media and these liberal organizations put on the local government so they get scared, like, oh, we're not going to be the bad
0: guys. I saw you call out um, the county you know? mayor recently. Oh, she doesn't Daniella. care.
1: I just called her again yesterday. I just called again yesterday, and I was like, is Samir going to put out a statement about what's going on the beach? Oh, I'll call you back and let you know. Nothing. I mean, it made national she news.
0: Th- it was trending number one she on doesn't, Twitter.
1: She doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about it because she She's ran a also. social... No, it doesn't matter. She's talking about Boulder, Colorado, and I told that to her <laughs> office. I said... Uh, she can't, she's not gonna make a statement because she's not a Miami Beach mayor, but she's making statements about the shooting in Boulder, Colorado, the shooting in Atlanta because it benefits her anti-Second Amendment agenda. So she's sitting there making a whole video of, oh, or, or, or tweet, oh the incidents in Boulder, Colorado of all gun violence, you know, or affecting our streets, da da da, da. Like, You don't live in Atlanta. Like, you, you don't live in Boulder. You, you nurses, live yeah. here in Dade. Miami Beach is part of Dade. Like, talk about it. But she won't because she ran as a social justice warrior. And she she ran getting the votes so of the black gotta, community. She's so she's like, um, oh, it is about race. Because if it was a bunch of white people doing that, it becomes a race issue. Because if you don't want to talk about it because you're scared of being called a racist, then it is a race issue. Right? I'm not, about, I'm not afraid to talk about it because I know it's not... Because they're black. I, oh, you're black, so you're a piece of shit. No. And it's funny, there's a black girl that goes to Lotus. I just met her the other day. Really pretty girl, like she has dreads, I forgot her name. Oh,
0: yeah, she, yeah.
1: And she started talking about it to some other guy <laughs> there and I overheard the conversation and then her and I were talking about it and she's like, you know, this is like terrible. And then she was saying how, she's like, how dare the media like say that it's a race issue. I've, ne- I've been here for 11 years. I've never experienced racism in Miami. You know, most of our cops are either, like, Latinos or black, black yes. you know? We, if you see a white cop, it's like yeah, a here, rare... Here
0: the it's are a white, rare sight.
1: Uh, and she was talking about it. She's like, I don't want this here. Like, there was an... I have it on video. I haven't posted it, but I have a Miami Beach black resident talking about it. And she's like, I know a lot of these people look like me. I know that. She's like, and, you know, I've been here for I don't know how many years. I moved here because I loved the diversity. I loved the culture. I acclimated here, and this is destroying our city. So, you know, our black community also doesn't want this here. Nobody does. Um, And I think, honestly, you you know, I'll give you the perfect example. In (laughs) Colombia, in Medellin, we had a lot of tourism of Americans and Canadians, mostly Americans, that were going to Medellin to do, um, Narco tourism. So they wanted to see Pablo Escobar's home, you know, it's, it's cool. They wanted to go to his tomb, they wanted to go to the apartment where he got a bomb thrown at him, this whole <laughs> thing, right? And, and it was like an actual, like, you know, a tour. you yeah, hundred dollars yeah, yeah. you went here, 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 you learn about the history of Pablo. Well, the city got pissed off. And the city is like, we don't want that tourism here. We don't want Americans to come here and treat Medellin like the capital of Narcos because we worked hard for over 20 years to clean the city, to make it safe, to make it tourist friendly. We want a good reputation and we don't want that to be the tourism. We want you guys to experience our nature. We want you to experience our cuisine, you know, learn about our, our, our culture, but we don't want you coming here. They literally, the, the mayor literally blew up the building that all the tourists used to go take Get pictures. Out. This guy blew it up. Oh. You can find it.
0: Muerto el perro, se la rabia.
1: And that's that's what you do. Are they racist towards white people that go and do that? Mostly white? No. You know, so that they don't want white tourists there. No, it's that you have to eliminate the root problem. And if the cause is that we have Hip Hop Weekend or Urban Weekend or whatever, then you eliminate it all completely and you bring something else. Whatever it may be. I don't know if it's another ultra, like whatever. But you you have to change Miami Beach because, dude, well that's what están espantando our tourists. Absolutely.
0: That's what Mayor Dan came out saying a few uh well he's been trying they were trying to pass this for a while. And it's that whole kind of like a... Art deco. Right, rebranding the whole thing and they want to turn it into this whole kind of like Santa Monica vibe where it's more like family friendly, cultural destination type of thing. And I'm I'm both for that type of shit. Um however, the other commissioner, Ricky Ariola, I, I stated I talked about this on the second episode. Um i think he they just went a little overboard and his plan was really to start removing like tattoo shops dollar stores little empanada shops like all those things that he said on on quote in the miami herald that bring a undesirable crowd those are business small businesses owned by people i don't mm-hmm. think that necessarily mm-hmm. what are you trying to do is drive out poor people that's not exactly these some of these businesses have been around for 10 15 20 years yeah. and you're just going to close them down because they represent a bad crowd that's part of the Miami Beach culture in itself as well.
1: It, it is now, but you have to think about it this way: Why did Gianni Versace choose Ocean Drive to have his house there? It was a premier location. Exactly. Like none of us go there. Like locals don't go there. Most locals of any color don't go there. You know that. Like we don't go between it's five a and fifteen. It's a tourist, like yeah. we go around it or like south mm-hmm. of Fifth or after. And wouldn't you agree that we should have? We should. We should want to say, you know what? I want to go to Josue's brunch place on Saturday, why not? It's a premier location. And I'm not saying to to drive him out. I I didn't really read into it, so I don't know. I'm not saying I agree with that. But I'm saying if Gianni Versace once literally lived right there, this fashion world icon, chose Miami Beach on 10th and Ocean to have his home there, where he walked every single morning to get breakfast at News Cafe, and it was a premier destination of classy people, of beauty, of art, we, we should very, bring very that back. Yeah, you know, yeah, but so we are just gonna degrade it no, and let not. it go to shit. Like something needs to be done for sure to to bring a similar crowd, um, or something better. You know, I think it's also messed up that Uncle Luke he said something on the Miami New Times, he really pissed me off. Uh same thing, the race baiting uh, mm-hmm. You know, you know, they don't police are tough because they're black and, and Latinos are racist and whites are racist. And they you know, they only like their white crowds that come during Art basel and ultra. And if you think about it, that's racist on its own because what are you trying to say about blacks? Are you trying to say that blacks don't participate in art, in music, in fashion, in, in, well, maybe in music?
0: That's not black dominated.
1: Right, but but it, but, we, but, saying, but yeah. it's still messed up to even to even consider the fact Bring it up that, way, yeah. that but at, and at the end of the day blacks are thirteen percent of the population so yeah of the of the u.s okay so they're not gonna be the biggest thing like you know within uh uh perhaps like edm edm came from europe but a lot of this edm um or even techno music djs are black you know we talk about carl cox you talk about black coffee you know you talk about even in miami this guy that died eric murillo he was an afro-latino you know and we were all fans and same thing for Arbaso. Arbaso, you have all these black people coming down here. You have, you have performances. Uh, I, I once went to, um, who was this guy? A$AP Rocky. You know, a performance by A$AP Rocky. So it's beats. Beads. Uh, uh, P. Diddy has an after party every single time after Ultra. I mean, it's not a matter of race. It's a matter of the criminal activity and the fuckery that goes on that nobody wants. So for him to go on the Miami Herald and claim that it's just because we don't want a certain, you know, um, color of people here goes against everything else that we do here. You know, I give an example too, Marley Festival. I used to go to Marley Festival every year when I was in college. When you talk about Marley Festival, 80% of the crowd there, if not 90s, Black people, you know, that's true. and we didn't have those issues.
0: So Nobody was
1: felt unsafe. It Nobody. A, it's a culture. F- thing. It's a cultural thing. Nobody was like, oh, you know, like we all went, we all chilled, we all listened to great music, and I don't ever recall there being shootings, stabbings, rapes, anything at all. So I think it's kind of messed up that they kind of just treat, you know, a certain race like, oh, you just, you know, you gotta let them be because that's 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 what it is. Well, no, if, they if can't it, participate in like. Cultural stuff, but you if know? But
0: if it's the narrative that's been going on for the past couple of years, and it's that, you know, blacks are just Yeah, but it's, so but any, it's 20 years.
1: It's been 20 years of fuckery in Miami. It's literally been 20 years. And it's only gotten worse. They killed a black man, too. They just didn't report on it. Recently? They killed a 27-year-old uh, black resident of the beach.
0: this this member... Right now.
1: Yeah, March 15th.
0: Holy shit. I only saw the, the rape the, with the girl. Because
1: his murder is still being investigated
0: wow well i mean when you have that type of lunacy and savagery like you're gonna get yeah <laughs> a few eggs you're gonna get broken
1: yup so it hurts everyone
0: let's see man i mean i don't i like we said earlier i don't really know where the hell miami is going to be five ten years from now mm-hmm. because things are rapidly changing not just with covid but with all these new influx of new people and i mean the when the demographic changes, the economy changes, and the city changes itself. So we'll see, but we're gonna stick around. We're gonna, we're we're gonna, gonna be here. We're, we're gonna, gonna be stick here to around.
1: We're gonna be <laughs> patrolling, is what we're gonna be doing. Are we're you gonna, gonna get rollerblades?
0: I, I have rollerblades right now in my in the trunk of my car. Okay. And a longboard.
1: That's what we need to do, just patrol.
0: We, are, we're, we have to wear matching curtain pants. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna do a compilation of the curtain pants. I'm getting you all should. this content for the whole entire month of March. I know I haven't. It. It's You're happen. such
0: a badass supporter of curtain pants. No,
1: but honestly, it's not that I. It's <coughs> not that I'm like hating on them. It's not a hater thing because there's some that are like really cool. I think, mm-hmm. is that everybody wears them, so it's like it's hilarious. You know, somebody once pointed it out and I was like, oh my god, I never noticed. Like everyone really is wearing curtain pants. And it became a joke so it's not a hater thing i don't it's want people not a to de- say demagogu- yeah right, is it? not <laughs> i'm not being a demagogo no, i'm not being a hater. <laughs> a hater it's just they're hilarious you know it's to see them everywhere so yeah all right
0: linda thank you for joining Alright, me today. thank you for having me do you want to plug in your instagram anything you want yeah know? so if
1: you want to follow me um wake up with linda simple just on instagram for now um i quit twitter as a I quit Twitter as a.
0: Or you got banned from Twitter. I was banned from Twitter, <laughs> but I came
1: back. I came back with It'll a new name true. and a new IP and a new phone number.
0: <laughs> you can't keep her off. Uh,
1: no, but um. It's just it's her just emoji
0: tr- with a mustache on. It. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's another name. It was Mad Florida Woman. That was my, t- my new Twitter handle, but I don't. I'm not using it. So just Instagram for now. We'll we'll release something soon. Okay, okay.
0: Well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, please remember like subscribe and, and share. share share please share um yeah that's it thank you for joining me awesome uh, have yourselves a good day and as always no de meta nadie para que nadie te la meta peace out